Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your special movie review. That's right, not something that Drew and myself do a lot of, but we both had the opportunity to watch Captain Marvel on the day it came out, so we figured we'd talk about it a little bit for you guys, just so you can kind of hear our thoughts about it and kind of um, what we were thinking about it, where we think it lands and all that stuff. Uh, we, we saw it pretty early before a lot of you, so we're doing this as a separate podcast because I can't necessarily talk about things without being spoiler-filled. I'm not good at keeping things vague, so we thought we'd do its own special episode. Right. Um, so you don't have to listen to this (laughs) if you haven't seen it yet, or if you hate spoilers, you don't have to listen. Or you could, you could do what you're supposed to do. You go see it, and then on the ride home, you cue this up. And you listen to us talk about what you just saw, and then you tell us if you hated our opinions. Yes, fantastic. And what uh, what did we? Th- what, how do we do this? Do we we take off the top that how if we liked it or we didn't like it, or do we, do we want to walk through the movie and then give like a review score? How do you want to do it? Doesn't matter to me. I'm not okay. really sure what the best thing to do is. Um, let's talk through it a little bit. Okay. Uh, I liked them. Uh, you know. Not bearing the lead. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. Um, the f- f- first hour, 45 minutes or whatever of the movie, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> I really did not like the whole, I don't know who I am. I'm having weird micro flashbacks and all that stuff. Um, well, it's a two-hour movie, so you hated half of it. I hated half of it. But okay. when I left, I left going, all right, I'm ready for Endgame. But... Man, the beginning of that story was horrible. Um, it was the kind of writing tropes that we hate, where you start and then you backpedal the middle, and then you tell the tor- story in flashbacks. Man, I hate that stuff. Now, that being said, I don't know that I know a better way to have done that with the six-year gap and the way they wanted to yeah. do it, and that and their quote-unquote reveal, you know, that she's not a Cree. But it did not flow well. It didn't. It wasn't real coherent. Yeah easy to follow or any of that. Okay. I also like the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely get that it was slow in the beginning and I I was hope I would have been happy with a good old fashioned this is Carol Danvers as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And so, I wanted to see her Top Gun movie. Is what I wanted to see. Yeah, and then she crashes the plane, and then the alien captures her. The Kree guy captures her, and then, and then, and then go. They can flash through her training as a Kree, and then yeah, that that's if you're going to speed through anything, have it have been the Kree crap, the the stuff where she was on the Kree mission. Because that was not action packed, that was really slow. I was a little lost. Yeah, as to what we were doing. But and you don't get the reveal that the Cree are bad, and scroll and, the, and well, scrolls Kree are, are good. Cree are good. Scrolls are bad. That's that's what that's how what we think at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess that yeah, I I just, I just don't. I think it would have worked better if they would have just told a linear story. Yeah, and you also don't get the reveal of, you're just a human. True. But, I mean, I still think we would have saw Jude Law being a bad guy from a mile away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Correct. Um, so, so yeah, that... I, I think uh, as just telling it as a linear story, 
who she is, you know, she the awesome, awesome character, you know, very uh, female empowerment. You know, it, it, I can I can see the little girls watching that and 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 wanting to go as Captain Marvel for Halloween and being mm-hmm. excited. And it, it was really all that stuff was great. They just kind of glossed over some of the the childhood stuff to spend a little bit of too much time uh, with her as a Cree soldier, foot soldier, and yeah. uh, I didn't think it was that effective, and it kind of slowed the movie down to a crawl. And then with that. With the very jumbled uh, scroll, mind reading, flashback stuff, um, yeah, it, it, you got glimpses, but it, I didn't, I didn't like the fact that we didn't spend enough time on on what seemed like very cinematic movie moments. Yeah. Um, now you know maybe that would have ballooned the, the movie to two and a half, three hours to do that. Um, but I, I think that would have that would have been really effective. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that was, and that's you're right. That's 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't look at my watch. Was it really? You think it was an hour before we got to the actual fun stuff? Yeah. Well, it's depending on where you think fun stuff is, because we hit 1995, and I'm just like, oh, blockbuster I love this time video. frame, blockbuster video, and that was early on. But we we were still convoluted and not great at that point because she still didn't got know, into it. Yeah, she still did not know who she was, mm-hmm. um, and had vague memories and saw herself in a photograph. And um, uh, we had the de-aged uh, Coulson and de-aged Nick Fury. Seeing uh, Coulson in this movie just brought joy to me. I don't know why. I, I just love that. Yeah, I the audience was with you. Yeah, the audience was with you. Do you remember the biggest cheer in the theater? Um, it was at the end, wasn't it? Stanley. Stanley got a, yeah, Stanley got a big, his cameo got a big round of applause. Uh, But then we got, um, a great applause for later and we got an, an, and then one of the credit scenes got a big round of applause as well. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, there was some, some spontaneous eruptions of, of joy from the audience. Packed Mm -hmm. house. Very nice. Um, yeah, set some Thursday records or whatnot, I believe. Yeah. Like uh, 21 mil on a Thursday or something. It's on track like 12, to... 12, something like that, I can't remember. On track to do 155, 160 um, over the weekend, which is um, respectable. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. It's very solid, solid opening, so that that's pretty good if, if that's what it tracks at. But I think word of mouth is going to be strong. Mm-hmm. I can't believe anybody would, would walk out of there and say that it was... A terrible movie so no not at all i mean yeah. i talked to several people several of my comic book people today and i said um it's worth a watch you know it sets the table nice for end game i won't wa- I probably ever watch it again though um i don't know blu-ray maybe or I netflix mean, netflix yeah i i just can't set me no i'll never watch this movie again have you watched black panther again or or infinity war Infinity War, I've definitely watched again. Black yeah. Panther, no. I watch Black. I black watch Black Panther again, as but well. Nineteen ninety five was probably my favorite part of this. Just the time frame. Yeah. Uh, young Samuel L. Jackson. They were able to keep it very light hearted, mm-hmm. and it flowed well. I liked all that. Brie Larson is likable um, when she's not Captain Marvel in this. She's pretty much worthless and inept through eighty percent of the movie, and then she's 
unstoppable for the rest of the movie. So, um, yeah, quite a transition there on that. Can we talk about the soundtrack real quick? Yes, definitely. Because uh, that, that was part of the 1995 being so good. That was the that's Drew's wheelhouse of uh, music. There you go. Uh, uh, 90s music is. Uh, I, I was working at a record store. I was record store manager. Selling um, more singles than any other record store in Ohio. Yeah, Satin Records, and and the, the the tunes that were on there were were brought joy to my heart as I listened to their their music playlist. It was it was really a strong strong soundtrack. Yeah, we got um, some gar- Guardians. Yeah, we got some garbage in there. We got uh, of course some No Doubt in a very girl power cinematic fight sequence. Um, I always like the inclusion of a nice Nirvana song in, although I thought it was an odd place to put that song. I was glad I heard it. Mm-hmm. It worked well in that in that instance. Yep. Yeah, the soundtrack was good. The time frame was good. The little digs to technology in 1995 and the Radio Shacks and the blockbusters of the world stuff as well. Some of the biggest laughs were 90s technology, uh, a CD-ROM loading... Um, using you know the fact that Radio Shack existed. Yeah, uh, you know, where can I, mean, I Game find Boy. technological equipment? Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they were just like the eruptions of laughter, really guffaws throughout the crowd. So that that stuff really hit home. Um, as as did a lot of the a lot of the humor in the movie uh, hit home. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, we we saw the movie a group of five of us. You know, we had Gen X, uh, Xenials, Millennials, all in our group, uh, males, females, and uh, for the most part, everybody really enjoyed it. I think uh, one of our younger uh, Millennials in the group said something along the lines of the first part of the m- movie was cheesy. Mm-hmm. And boring, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the st- he still end up enjoying it by the end. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, kind of crossed some some generational boundaries there, and um, united us as comics should. <laughs> but yeah, like the star of the entire thing is the flirkin. That's <laughs> the star of the entire thing. Full disclosure: um, uh, Kyle is a cat person. Yes, he loves the cats. Yes, so uh, he's he's got was half in the bag for that cat anyway. Yes, whether it was a flurkin or not, which I knew was a flurkin. I was under I I was well aware that it was the flurkin. Okay, <laughs> I I was well aware that Goose was a flurkin, and as a since we are a speculation podcast, uh, the first cameo appearance of a flurkin in the form of Chewy. Is in Captain Marvel number seven is the cameo appearance, and eight is the full appearance of the Flurkin or Chewie, who uh, we're kind of transposing as Ghost or uh, Goose. Um, so those actually already have been moving fairly well. You can get twenty for the set of t- set of uh, seven and eight plus shipping. Um, those should be easy to find. So if you, I-, I suggest you go out and get them and flip them now because Goose probably is the mainstay character that you come out of here really liking, and not a whole lot of people realize that. Flurkins are a thing, and you know they were essentially invented in two thousand or twenty fifteen. Oh, so, so it's a Kelly Sue DeConnick run um, invention. Yes, from her run. I that's, think I think that's who wrote. 
Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't put that together, so it was all new to me. Yeah, while I, while it's not technically goose, um, we're we're kind of using it as goose, and uh, it seems to be fine. So people are clamoring for flurkins, and you, you're able to find them and move a few of those. I'm not sure if they were high before this, but I just know that those are your first appearances, and you can get some money out of them. So, so they might be sitting yeah in short boxes because they're not that old. So we get to ninety five. Uh, we're in the nineties, listening to the music. They got the cars, um, of that era, and yeah, the nice Impala. And the- yeah, and we uh, uh, we really kind of flip a switch, I think, and it becomes. Uh, more of a fun action movie at that point, uh, but mm-hmm. we are still we are still grasping for who who she is. Um, we we meet up with uh, her old uh, buddy from flight school, and uh, they reconnect, and that starts to is that when all the memories come back? Yeah, that's pretty much the point where it flips because within five to ten minutes of that, we get the the scroll thing as well. Yeah, and we had, I mean, we fl- we flip on who's who's good, who's bad, Crees or Scrawls. Yeah, and um, I have, having not read any of those stories, I had no idea what we what what the deal was. You know, I remember, I remember Scrawls from like Fantastic Four books, and they were always bad. Uh huh. So um, this was my first experience with a redeemable Scrawl storyline. And it worked really, really effectively. I, I really, I really thought it was um, really good and emotional, and, um, and you could really root for them. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool touch. Um, and then the the lead, the lead scrawl, who you said was from somewhere. What, what else was was he in? Uh, he was the bad guy on Ready Player One that I just watched again. Yeah, yeah, the owner of the the bad corporation. From Ready Player One, that's right. I can't remember his name, but um, yeah, he was really great. Um, he had a lot. He had a lot of good comedic moments. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson had some good comedic moments. Um, as did Brie Larson, who I thought was uh, amazing. I had a little problem with some of her running. She <laughs> she didn't run really really well. Didn't run athletically in places. But then they fixed. <laughs> She's I, not athletic at all. So. Yeah, I think they may have f- f- trained coached her up like halfway through the movie because then she started running better mm-hmm. in, in the later scenes um, but in some of the earlier scenes uh, she she did not run like uh, an athletic superhero should um, but yeah she, it, it got better um, and then she she takes her when she, we get to the point where she takes her power dampener off and unleashes the full fury of what uh, Captain Marvel can do holy moly uh too much power, Kyle? Yes. Uh, I talked about this, that um, I think she's a little overpowered. We're treating her as essentially Superman, which makes me kind of worried for Endgame, that we're essentially just going to say, go get her, Captain Marvel. Um, because they've... Well, it's weird, because they've, they've depowered Hulk in the Avengers, and they've depowered... I mean, if... From what Kevin Feige is saying, that like she's going to end up being more powerful than current Thor, 
I, I mean, it, it's I'm not sure what they're going for on that, and if they're just going to have her take the lead and defer to her, <laughs> based on some of the powers we saw in that last 10 to 15 minutes of her just flying through and destroying armadas of ships. That was it's a great a, scene. Yeah, it was a great scene. It was a fantastic scene. Um, I worry. I worry about the fact that she's that good already. But will it matter with someone with an infinity gauntlet on, with all yeah. the gemstones? Yeah, all the stones. I yeah. mean, I mean, I think the the only way that'll come into play is if the gauntlet's off him. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that'd be that'd be really the. The only. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we still have some some stuff that goes a little more yeah. trickeration where we need Ant Man or we need the Quantum yeah. Realm or we need something yeah. like that, and it's not just yeah, get him Carol. But we'll see. But yeah, that that was a great scene. You know, really taking on uh, the bad guys single handedly, uh, blowing, taking the the ballistic bombs and reversing them all and yeah. bl- blowing them up, and then going through the ship and taking the ship down and then scaring the bad guys away. Uh, that was just a great sequence, you know. And uh, I thought it I thought it ended well. And then we got um, a, a a credit sequence mm-hmm. or a credit scene um, that was who was in it. We had um, Black Widow, Widow. We had uh, Banner, and we had uh, Captain. Mer- we had Captain America, Banner, and Widow, and they were in Wakanda. That or back in the tower. I think back it was in the Avengers. tower in New York. Okay, and then they had. The pager that we saw at the end of Infinity War and was also played a part in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pager had stopped transmitting, and they were trying to get it to start back up. And then cut to um, Captain Marvel showing up. I have no idea what's what happened. What 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 she said. Because the theater was so loud, clapping when she yeah. walked on on board. So it was something like, um, "Do you know Nick Fury?" Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Do you know Fury? Or yeah, and <coughs> and or are you friends with Fury? I I couldn't really make it all out, but um, it was a really cool moment, and she really uh, brought uh, cheers in in the theater, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we waited and waited for the final scene, which, uh, uh, from earlier this, the, the flurkin cat <laughs> had, a goose, goose had taken, had taken the, um, Tesseract, the Tesseract. Yeah. Which they were calling, what were they calling it? The light engine? Yeah. Originally. The, the light speed engine originally. And it mm-hmm. turned out to be the Tesseract. And then, uh, the, the flurkin ate that thing. And then we got a, a another pleasant. Uh, we got we got some cat vomit, some cat vomit. Add a little hairball, uh, some levity at, uh, to end the end the credit scene, and uh, people seem to enjoy that as well. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was really good. I, I I enjoyed it. I I would have made some different choices in the the first you know half an hour forty five minutes mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, but so it was a little slow burn at the beginning, but I thought it really 
sealed the deal, closed it, and uh, I really in- enjoyed it by the end. Was, I thought it was a really good movie. A lot of weird speculation that this was going to be a feminist crack-over-the-head movie. Um, I didn't catch a lot of that in this. It was definitely some girl power in there. Nothing at all wrong with that. Wasn't any weird agenda in it. Well, I, I think Brie Larson said some pretty obnoxious things and dumb things that she had to walk back beforehand. The movie didn't have much of that. The only thing that really stuck out at all was the fact that they regendered uh, Marvel to make her a woman in this, but... I'm okay with that. I mean, it's a small thing. I don't know why they felt they needed to, but oh well. Other than that, it was actually yeah, you know, you had, almost unnoticeable. You had to be really looking for it. I mean, there was like one scene where uh, her friend said something like, call me young lady again and I'll you know, bury this up your ass or something like that. And, yeah, uh, and there so was she, the flashback to Flight Academy, and you're like, you know what, they call it a cockpit lady kind of yeah, thing. So that, yeah, they showed some uh, toxic masculinity on display in a couple of areas and and called that out, but it was very, I didn't think it was. It was subtle, it was within, it was nothing that beat you over the head. They didn't stop no. the movie and give us a Gillette no. ad or anything crazy. So no. all in all, um, I, I think that's, a, a moot point and I, I really enjoyed it and like i said the only thing that was weird is you know annette benning did a great do- job um as marvell um but they of course changed the gender to make it you know a woman giving another woman her powers kind of thing yeah okay i i didn't i didn't know what i didn't know the original so it didn't bug me at all i didn't even notice there you go. that that all right, here's the big question I'm going to ask you, Drew. Where does this fall? You gotta, I gotta rank it. I gotta rank it. You I can can't. give me a ballpark of where it ranks within the the twenty odd Marvel films. Yeah, it's so it, top half, I think. You've got it as top ten. Well, if there's twenty, then yeah, wow, in the, top, in the top ten probably. Okay, but that's just because it's you know I got it's recent little recency bias. Uh huh. Um, you know. I think a couple of the Iron Man and a couple of the Thors were were not great, and a, a few of the Hulks were not great. Well, there's only there's only one Hulk that, Hulk that counts as Marvel, um, so Norton Hulk is probably my my least favorite of all the Marvels, and then Thor one and two are on the bottom as well, and then for me, Strange is down there, and I've probably got this down in that same range. Although I do have it as a good movie, it's not better than either of the Guardians, any of the Captain Americas, the Spider Man. I even have it better than uh, I Spider Man doesn't count. How does That's... how does Homecoming not count when it is a Marvel movie? Oh, did they end up signing some kind of partnership agreement? Yes, Tony Stark is in the movie, dude. Right. I just I thought it was still a Sony movie, though. No, no, that that counts as a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. All right. Um. Yeah, I I mean I I don't know. If Gar- I I would say it's like close to Guardians two, maybe. I have Guardians two better than Guardians one, so I'm a little different than you on something. Okay. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't do that. So I, I would take cracks the top half. Okay. Um, solid, solid flick. Uh, really good uh, bridge between the two Avenger, uh, to Avenger Infinity War and Endgame. Um, I didn't know how they were going to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know how it fit, and it really made a lot of sense, and uh, so I liked that a lot. And um, they, they they seem to have a plan, and it and it. It makes cohesive sense, so uh, hats off to those guys again for pulling off another movie that could have 
stunk up the joint or could have been the dud and really wasn't. And um, for me, there really hasn't been a dud. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can see people not liking Doctor Strange, but at the time I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, um, but in retrospect, it maybe, maybe doesn't stack up as well as some of the, the other ones, but there really hasn't been a, a bad of the no they've all they've they've all been good and even the worst i think are very good movies <laughs> yeah yeah uh now i gotta if i gotta rank them with dcs then that's gonna be a challenge we're gonna have some difficulties there but i know your uh, 89 batman is gonna be top on that list oh well, yeah but yeah, it's it's worth seeing in the theater. Um, See it in the theaters because it does set you up and make you more. I, even if I know it's not possible to be more hyped for Endgame, but it sets the table nice for Endgame in my mind, just by a little bridging. Yeah, um, and hopefully uh, you heard the spoiler warning and you're not upset and sad and, and throwing your iPod at this point. <laughs> throwing your don't, phone. Yeah. Don't throw anything. We don't, we don't need that. But yeah, aside from the fact that. She has a lot of powers, and she is super dominatingly strong. That is the only worry I have for Endgame. Other than that, I'm, I'm excited to see Captain Marvel yeah. in with the rest of them. Yeah, great great supporting performances, but I think Brie Larson uh, really was um, uh, fabulous as, <coughs> as Captain Marvel. And it's the first movie I've ever seen her in, um, I think. I can't think of anything else that she's ever been in, so I, I was really impressed. There you go. Uh, you didn't watch her in... Uh... Scott Pilgrim? Oh, my God. Who was she in Scott Pilgrim? I don't know. She was in Scott Pilgrim. I can't remember what her character name was. She had wow. glasses, though. Was she the girlfriend? No, 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 no. The green-haired? Uh... No, 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 no. Okay. It was another girl that was in there that she was. Wow. And then I didn't watch The Room, so I didn't catch her in that. Yeah. But, yeah. All yeah. in all, good. Good. Good and movie. of course... We invite all our listeners, if you disagree, you didn't like it, uh, drop a slide and tell us what you thought, where you score it, where you have it. Um, did you have, did we miss some comic book continuity things in it that you want to let us know or are pretty spot on? Yeah. Uh, drop us a line on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Gmail account, all this stuff can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. Be part of our conversation for that. But we just wanted to make sure we got to you guys had a little conversation with you about Captain Marvel because it's rare I'm allowed to go out of the house and see a movie and it, <laughs> thought it was cool that we got to do this and uh, we thought we'd share it with you. So, of course, Goose was the big thing to take away. Remember your flurkins, everybody. Remember them and, well. And fun fun cameos, the Stan Lee one and the Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh quick, quick uh, cameo Yeah, Kelly Sue DeConnick on there. Yeah, very cool. There was probably plenty more uh, Easter eggs that uh, I didn't catch on one watch, um, but I'm sure there'll be... Uh, you know some some cool articles that uh, explain them all. I'm gonna have to check those out. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening along with us. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>